Hello again, everyone. This is another solo episode of Exploring the North Shore, bringing you a little piece of North Shore history during the, uh, I don't know, like the COVID-19 mass quarantine slash stay at home slash shelter in place, whatever you want to call it. It's Jay again, and I'm back. And today's episode is going to be on the Duluth Aerial Lift Ridge. But before I get started, I wanted to kind of explain a few things that have changed again since I started doing this. Uh, the first one being I am no longer in my office. I am at home like many of you might be today listening to this. Uh, yeah, we are officially on stay-at-home orders, so I have moved my office into what's basically my basement, and I am now recording from my desk. So, in the background, you might hear some noises that you otherwise wouldn't have heard. I have three kids, and they're currently running around in the room right above me, so I'm kind of hearing them running around. And I have some roommates that live down in the lower level here, so you might hear them moving around. Just few different noises. I'll try to cancel out as much as I can in editing, but that's life right now. So I figured probably okay. Uh, the second thing is I was so tempted to kick off this episode by saying hello, all you cool cats and kittens. And if you don't understand that reference, then you are probably still working either that or you don't have Netflix and you haven't had a chance to binge watch Tiger King yet because I'm pretty sure that is what 90% of the population of the United States has been doing this past week. So uh, yeah, I'm going to refrain from doing that, although I did not obviously refrain from mentioning it, but I just wanted to bring that up that yeah, like all of you, or well, not all of you, actually, I'm sure many of you are still working. And if that is you, thank you so much for doing whatever it is you are doing and keeping the world turning in the little bit that we can right now. And if you're staying at home, thank you for doing that too, because you're doing your part to help stop the spread. So, all right. Yeah, this is the second solo history episode of Exploring the North Shore. I'm Jay, and let's get started. This podcast episode is sponsored by Cascade Vacation Rentals. They know that life has a tendency to be overwhelming at times, and busy schedules often leave people feeling overwhelmed and disconnected. That's why they're here to offer you the space and opportunity to reconnect to what's important. Cascade Vacation Rentals has one of the largest selections of privately owned vacation rental homes and cabins on Minnesota's North Shore of Lake Superior. From Duluth to the Canadian border, their team is there to help you and your family or small group enjoy a vacation you'll remember for years to come. Visit them online at www.cascadevacationrentals.com and don't forget to use promo code PODCAST for the largest percent off discount available at any given time. Again, that's www.cascadevacationrentals.com. Today's episode, once again, is on the history of Duluth's aerial lift bridge. Now, in 1905, Duluth became the proud home to the United States' first transport bridge. The original bridge was actually just a ferry bridge, and what it was doing was basically transporting people and cars and things from Duluth and connecting it to Park Point. Now, later it was converted from a ferry bridge to the present day bridge in 1929. The aerial lift bridge spans the Duluth Ship Canal, which leads iron ore ships into the twin ports from Lake Superior, where it connects to all the other Great Lakes, as well as other places. Of course, we learned about that in the statues 
history episode about why the King of Neptune was built to celebrate Duluth becoming an international port. So this lift bridge is really important to Duluth and it's really important to the people of Park Point. Now, Park Point was also known as Minnesota Point, and it's a neighborhood in Duluth. It's separated from the city by the Duluth Ship Canal, which was an artificial canal that was dug in 1871. The creation of the canal actually turned Park Point into an island and basically cut off residents from the rest of Duluth. During the summer months, a ferry was able to provide residents um, the connection they needed to get on and off the island. But once ice covered the canal in the winter months, the ferry basically, you know, obviously became useless. It can't go back and forth. At that point, a swinging footbridge was built that allowed pedestrians to cross. However, the residents of Park Point did complain that it was quite rickety and very unsafe. If you can imagine kind of that span, if you've been there, it's not a small span. It's a pretty decent sized gap there that allows iron ore ships through. So, you know, having a swinging <laughs> footbridge doesn't exactly sound the most pleasant. Plus, imagine it's the middle of winter. It's really, really windy down there sometimes, and it can just get really crazy. So, uh, yeah, that was not the best idea. So the city of Duluth held a contest in 1892 to design a bridge that would connect the residents of Park Point to the rest of Duluth. It was designed by John Lowe Waddell, and I hope I'm pronouncing that right. It's W-A-D-D-E-L-L. But he won the contest with his design for a high-rise vertical lift bridge. Unfortunately, the War Department did not approve the project and it was scrapped later by the city. So that brings us to the Thomas McGillivray design. So instead of going with the original contest winner design, the um, bridge that was eventually built was inspired by a similar bridge in France and the ferry bridge was then built in 1905 by architect Thomas McGillivray. The design had a raised gondola moved between um, the bridge. So basically there was this gondola, it could hold up to 350 people as well as wagons and automobiles. And it would just go back and forth between the two points, between Duluth and between Park Point. And it took about one minute to cross the canal on the gondola. And it would cross the canal every five minutes. So it worked and it met the needs of the people of Park Point until, you know, as time went on, there were more automobiles and there was also more tourists that wanted to go across to Park Point. And that created the need for a more vehicle-friendly option, one that could transport larger numbers of people in a shorter amount of time. So the company that would design the concept for the aerial lift bridge as we know it today was owned by the descendant of John Lowe Waddell. So if you think back to, you know, just two minutes ago, you will recall that uh, John was the man who designed the original contest winning design back in 1892. So this design pretty closely resembles his original design. Construction of the modern day aerial lift bridge began in 1929 and the bridge was completed in 1930 and this is the very bridge that you will see today when you visit Duluth so the one that's sitting in the Duluth Harbor right now was the bridge built in 1930 so the aerial lift bridge as it is now allows free movement from automobiles between Canal Park and Park Point when the bridge is lowered they can just drive back and forth there is no wait time when a ship needs to pass through the canal it is raised up manually and that's done within this booth that's in the middle of the bridge there. 
and it raises up to a full height of 135 feet. And then traffic is stopped on either side to allow for uh, the boat to pass under and then the bridge is lowered back down and that allows then for car traffic to continue. It takes about a minute for the bridge to lift up and about a minute to lower the bridge, the whole 135 feet. And it's usually up for between like five to 10 minutes, depending on what kind of boat they're passing under. Also, sometimes like the Duluth Vista fleet will pass under. And in that case, they don't raise it up the full way. They raise it up about halfway and it only takes a few minutes and then they lower it back down. So there have been some historic stories surrounding the bridge in recent years. Uh, a big one is that in both 2016 and 2018, a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity became available when the city of Duluth had an opening for an aerial lift bridge operator. So as I mentioned before, that's the person that sits in that booth that's in the middle of the bridge and manually lowers it up and down. There are only five operators employed at one time and they work 24, hour, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and they make sure that the bridge is raised and lowered on schedule. So only five people, it tends to be a job people stay in a lot, and so openings like that don't happen very often, but it just so happened that a couple of them retired in recent years, and so in 2016 and 2018, there was the opportunity for somebody new to come on and take on that position. Then, just a couple of months ago, in 2019, a severe winter storm swept through the Duluth area and brought with it nearly two feet of snow and ice. And this was a huge historic storm for Duluth. Like, things shut down, they weren't able to get the plows out, schools were closed for a long period of time, like, entire neighborhoods were just trapped at home, which um, kind of sounds a little bit familiar right now. But yeah, that's basically what happened during this storm. But because of the weight of the ice, another thing that happened was the bridge was stuck and inoperable for the first time ever. So between 1930 and 2019, the bridge was functioning. You know, maybe they closed it down for a short period of time for repairs or, you know, upkeep, things like that. But there was never a time where it was not functional except for that period of time in 2019. For two days, crews worked long hours to de-ice the bridge before it was finally functional again. So that was um, kind of historic because it was the first time the bridge was ever taken out of commission. That's pretty much the history. It's not a long history. It has gone through a few different changes from, you know, the ferry to the footbridge, to the ferry bridge, to the lift bridge as we know it today. So that is really the second bridge incarnation that it has gone through. And it functions great. It seems to be working and people love the lift bridge. It's a very popular tourist destination. So I don't see them replacing it anytime soon. And if you want to go see it, obviously it's in Duluth and the bridge itself is very, very hard to miss. So as you drive into the city from the south, you will descend from the hill, you know, that kind of coming down the hill is what they say. 
and that will give you the great views of the Twin Ports and the bridge, and you can enjoy the 180 degree views from Thompson Hill Information Center and Rest Area, which is located on West Skyline Parkway. So actually before you come into Duluth and start going down the hill, you're gonna take the Skyline Parkway exit, which is, there's like a McDonald's and a Holiday gas station, a couple other things to your right, and then another gas station to your left. Take that exit, turn left, take the next right, not the highway off ramp, but the road, and the Thompson Hill Overlook is there. And that is a great place if you wanna see it kind of from above beautiful views. It's a really, really nice place to see it. You can also see it up close by going down to Duluth's Can Canal Park area. Uh, there is a Lake Superior Maritime Visitor Center where you can view the lifting schedule. So if you want to see it go up and down and watch a boat pass under it, you can figure out the schedule there at the museum. And you can also walk right up to the water's edge on the pedestrian walkway and watch it yourself. If you want a chance to go under the bridge itself, like I mentioned a few minutes ago, the Vista Fleet ships, some of them do go under it. So be sure to look online and make sure which one is going to go under the bridge. Don't you know accidentally book one of the cruises that doesn't go under the bridge. Just be aware of that. And you can go under it yourself. Again, they don't lift it all the way up for the Vista fleets, but they do lift it up a little bit so you get to go under and experience that. The best time to visit is, well, usually the shipping season is from March until early January, and that's when you're gonna see the bridge going up and down. Most of the ships are gonna come through during the summer months, so head down to Canal Park, do some shopping, have some food, and watch the schedule so you can see the lift bridge in action during peak shipping season, which is about May through October. There you go. That is a quick, brief history on the Duluth Aerial Lift Bridge. Not as much history as before, so this is more of a mini episode, although I'm still going to call it the part two of the COVID-19 solo history lessons. And hopefully, I'm, I'm kind of hoping I'm able to sit down with Martha in the next coming days here. She is staying at my house, so uh, she is here for us to be able to record episodes. It's just been kind of a weird time right now that we haven't been able to do it. But we are working on our bucket list episode. We're actually calling it our post-quarantine bucket list now. So we will be bringing that to you. Hopefully that will be our next episode in two weeks. Otherwise, I will be back with another history episode. And I haven't decided what that is yet. Kind of taking things one day at a time as I can. So thank you for tuning in again today. And again, if you are out there working right now, listening to this on your commute, thank you so much for doing whatever it is you are doing to help keep us moving. And if you are listening to this at home, thank you so much for doing your part and staying home. Everybody stay safe, stay healthy, and I will talk to you again soon. This has been Jay with Exploring the North Shore. Oh, really quick, I also wanted to throw in that you can kind of, I'm trying to post some pictures and videos when I can on Facebook and Instagram. And we also have a TikTok channel now. So if you're into TikTok, look us up, Exploring the North Shore. I have a couple of videos on there. Martha and I have been kind of scheming some fun videos that we can do to put on there. So stay tuned, check that out. Uh, be sure to follow us or whatever it is on TikTok that you do and you can check some of those out. Yes, I did buy a ring light. 
So, <laughs> all right, thank you everyone, and I'll talk to you again soon. Exploring the North Shore is sponsored by The Big Lake. The Big Lake is an approachable art gallery and gift shop located in the beautiful harbor town of Grand Marais, Minnesota, as well as online at thebiglakelife.com. The Big Lake provides a beautifully curated and fun shopping experience to complement your North Shore adventures with artists and products that reflect the culture, values, allure, and lifestyle of the North Shore. Shop online at www.thebiglakelife.com and use promo code EXPLORE for 15% off your first online order. Waddell, which I'm hoping I'm pronouncing that right, it's W-A-D-D-E-L-L. -L.